Hello, everybody. We did it. We Woo! made it. Woo! Um, welcome <laughs> to episode 21 of Laughing Into the Void. I'm your host, Tom, and co-hosting with me tonight, as always, is the lovely Rosalind Paris. Hi. This time I was ready for it. This time I was ready I, for it. It was good. I liked it. You did a great job. I just, uh, oh, shit. I didn't even spotlight myself. There we go. Whatever. Uh, it's happening now. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, you can watch our previous broadcasts on District Comedy YouTube and Facebook channels or listen to them on most podcast platforms now, including Pandora. That was recent. Um, but if you enjoy the stream, please consider making a donation of any size at district-comedy.live. And if you want to keep up with us on the social media, check out the link in the description. Uh, special bonus plug, uh, not this Friday, but next Friday. We're doing our first ever District Comedy Showcase Fancy mic. Tickets are $10, but only $5 for the first 15 tickets, which is why I'm telling you, uh, even though it's not until April 16th, uh, so that you guys can plan ahead and get your discount tickets. And that can also be found in the description. And here with us today, I'm really excited. Uh, I just did her mic, uh, Contagious the Backline, stay at home mic. And uh, it's Brooke Barcel. She's a producer, host, and comedian from Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, again, host of the Contagious Backline Open Mic and co-host of the Anarchy Open Mic. And you can find her on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Venmo at Brooke Makes Fun. B-R-O-O-K-E Makes Fun. Um, and thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, we were we were talking a little bit already. I'll unspotlight myself um, and, and have normal conversation times now. But, but yeah, we talked a little bit before the show started. Uh, but how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good day. Good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm really excited to flap down some questions on you. Um, Whoa. I, I, oh, know, I didn't realize we way were too aggressive. We're going that hard. We're, this is some gotcha journalism tonight. Oh, my God. We're really going to cut you to the quick. No. Just, just don't go too deep because Al. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, um, no, I'm really excited to talk to you just because, like, Again, a little bit about my background is I didn't start really, like, digging into stand-up until the pandemic had already started back in June. And uh, so the majority of my experience is with online mics, and you've really made a name and a presence for yourself there um, from displaced comedians. And, like, are you... When did uh, the backline virtual open mic start? When did Contagious start? So there's two, there's an open mic and there's contagious. Um, the open mic started in March, I think like the 17th, 18th, it was like the third week of March, we went online. As soon as they shut down here, we went online and that's been every Tuesday, pretty much since. There was like two weeks when they had somebody else host, but they didn't quite hustle like I did. <laughs> Um, <laughs> some of the comedians didn't like him as much as me. I, I don't know. Like he's likable, but I'm like, um, well, and also how long <laughs> had you been doing it before that person had to kind of, uh, sub and step in? Well, first we were doing every other week. So like mm -hmm. I did a week, he did a week, I did a week, he did a week. And then he like kind of dropped the ball, didn't even like post about it or get anybody. And then I would get like 30 some comedians because I would post about it in like a Chicago comedy scene this was before displaced comedians so like I I joined like the um 
I don't know, the Bay Area comedy scene, the New York comedy scene, the like a whole bunch around that. Um, and I just posted like, here's our mic. If you want to sign up, here's our mic. And then um, it took a couple weeks, probably like a month. Then I was doing it every single week. Oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And sorry, that's also not what the first question was supposed to be. I know. I, I was going to say we violated tradition. It didn't start. Uh -oh. We violated what? tradition or maybe Tom was finally like being a little flexible, being chill, like who cares about the order of questions? We'll go whichever <laughs> way. For those of you listening on the podcast, we're like slowly shimmying. A we're all bit. shimmying. <laughs> we're all shimmying. Yeah, like, not quickly. <laughs> uh, it's a nice. Uh, it's a. It's a relaxed shimmy. But um, okay. So the first question we normally ask every uh, person who comes on the show is, uh, how would you describe your sense of humor to someone who has never oh. seen you perform? Okay. Um, my sense of humor, I guess, would be a little absurd. I like to take something real and then like just heighten it so it's so silly. Um, I like to play with words and um, other things. I, I uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I juice. I'm a juicer. I juice, but I don't use a juicer. I use a nut bag. So I have a bit where I juice <laughs> using the nut bag, squeezing the nut bag. Um, I like to use my whole body, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, a lot of sex jokes, to be honest. That's kind of a theme, but it's funny. So. And you talk about like uh, uh, jokes with words, but I feel like, and again, not that I'm like a super dedicated follower, like some of your other audience members, which is awesome. Um, but I have heard about, if you want to talk about the origins of the running 69 gag. tell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it is a gag. <laughs> uh, well the 69 fairy first started putting cum underneath my pillow way back in the spring <laughs> um i was researching physics i was researching nikola tesla and he was obsessed with the numbers three six and nine and i'm like whoa there's something to the six and the nine and i started seeing <laughs> I know. I started seeing it everywhere. Like I would look at the clock and it's 609. You know, I'd look at my my phone and it's 69% and like it just evolved. He evolved. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, it's uh okay, so um it sounds like absurdist and like kind of taking a premise and going as far as you can with it. Would you say that's a good summary? Yes. <laughs> okay, awesome, awesome. Um so now tell us a little bit about about your uh, background, both with comedy and just in general, especially like if there's anything about your upbringing, upbringing wow, I can't talk today, um, that had a significant impact on your comedy style. Uh, we'd love to hear about it. Okay, pain. I'm going to talk to you about my pain, all right? Yes. That's all I want for this show. <laughs> um, just, you know, like I just wanted to do ballet. You know, <laughs> I didn't want to like sit still, um, very misunderstood and a lot of allergies. I had a lot of allergies. So I Girl constantly same. like sniffing and hacking and just never, ever felt good. Lots of skin issues, never felt good. Um, tried to have healthy relationships, not really good at that. Um, got divorced, got scammed. Um, I was a cheerleader for seven years. That played a 
pretty big, you know, like <laughs> got really good every tending and smiling really big, you know, like <laughs> yeah. And then like after the divorce and getting scammed and then falling really hard and breaking my hand and I wasn't able to waitress, I'm like, what can I do with my life? I have all this personality, you know, like how can I use my personality to make money, you know? And here's here comedy. Am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It almost sounds like, because uh, I feel like, and we delve into this more on Too Funny Feedback, but like a lot of the premise of that show is like, I try and give pre people advice on the writing aspect of it. And then Lisa tries to give people advice on the performance aspect of it. And it almost seems like your performance background is through cheerleading. Yeah. Well, I started taking dance when I was five. So I did ballet, mm. tap, and jazz for like 10, 15 years almost. And then when I was 13 or 12, I was cheerleading and I did that for seven years. So I was on a stage and like cheerleading, ballet, tap, and jazz, like you're doing costume changes. Like you have to do this routine, this routine, right. this routine. But it's a lot of like memorizing and doing what you're told, um, <laughs> which started to build up. I'm like, oh, do what I'm told but I have all this like I can move my body really cool now I, I can I can find a beat yeah, yeah. Um. that's actually I mean there's so much in comedy about like finding the rhythm of a joke and like being able to like pace it just right but like it helps to have a little bit of musicality and then obviously like physicality too if you're if you're doing a joke like you said before with like the nut milk <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the people in the audience are doing it too <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah I didn't even know that that would like help me later I didn't know that I was being trained like that this would maybe come come out later you know it's just like how do, how do we keep Brooke busy you know so she can sleep at night you know <laughs> they just kept me busy and I'm like I, I like different aspects of this like I like capturing the audience and and having them listen to me you know, go fight, win, uh, you know, 69. Yeah, like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Okay, well, um, then let's try and unpack some of the stuff that you're doing right now, though, because in addition to Contagious, which we already talked a little bit about earlier, you also co-host Anarchy Open Mic. Um, so I'm curious in general, just because I imagine there's at least like some sort of challenge with like coordinating because that's in Hawaii, right? Kind of. It's online. Any type of like time difference, though, would <laughs> totally throw me for a loop. Um, yeah. And they don't have daylight savings time. So that's been a, a challenge twice so far since we've had our mic. Like we spring forward and spring back and they oh don't um, like the first I think the first two months of quarantine, I messed up on time zones a lot, you know, mm. but then I realized like a lot of my shows, there would be a six on one side and a nine on the other. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you're like, yeah, do this. Man. <laughs> I mean, once you see it, like you can't not see it. So I guarantee you the 69 fairy is going to tap you on your shoulder. Like this week. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I think, actually, like, if you don't my... count Sunday, there's only six days in the week. Times but, nine, I don't know. I'm working My partner was watching baseball and right before I logged on and it has like the pitch counter up at the top and it was 69 and I saw it. I was just like, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and then we logged on and you explained your well, theory. It was and like a seed like, had been planted. Deep, yeah, deep, it's deep, like that deep. Jim Carrey movie, the number 23. 
Like, oh. it's all 69 now. Also, I'm sorry, it's like getting really into fate. I'm like a long ways away <laughs> from where we should be right now. Okay, but, but like, okay, so think about, about like... co-hosting an open mic versus like not co-hosting an open yeah, mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do want to get into that. And also, uh, but like, also I do want to mention like we're talking, it sounds like we're talking about fate a lot. And I'm like, isn't Pisces and astrology also basically a 69? Um, anyway, you're right. We should stick to the questions that I prepared. <laughs> What's that? I thought it was cancer. It's cancer. It is cancer. But Pisces is yeah. two fish, and I have seen it's like they're going like, up and yeah, down. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but cancer is like a sixty-nine. Yeah. I'm a Scorpio. What are it's you? A, I'm a Virgo. Okay. I'm a Cancer. Oh, I love Cancers. <laughs> I mean, Virgos are cool. Whatever. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> you don't have to lie. <laughs> It's but okay. the depth and the feelings of the cancers. <laughs> yeah, I cry a lot. Yay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I am curious, like, how did those experiences, as far as, like, having your own mic going compared to, like, being able to co-host a mic? Because obviously, uh, all the district comedy shows I do, I have a co-host. So I clearly have a preference. But uh, what's yours or... Are there any like particular challenges that you find with one or the other? Okay, so I'm gonna tell you the truth. All right, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make it all like it's all good and grand because you know nothing is. But so when I'm co-hosting with Erica, she'll like post, 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 post. She'll make the flyer. She'll tag me. Like all I have to do is comment. She'll even comment like five times and then I'll like and respond. Like that's easy. And then. When the mic happens, like I might be spotlighting, um, she might have to go early, you know. So in that way, like we share a lot of the things. Like I don't have to do everything, um, which is nice because I know that she's doing the other part. <laughs> um, the controlling part of me is like, oh, do I trust someone to do that? And that's hard. Like with the backline at first, when I was saying I was like trading with somebody else, they weren't really you know, doing the same as I was. So it felt like it wasn't a fair trade-off. Um, so I just started doing it and doing it well. And now if I wanted to, like I was not feeling well, like two weeks, and then I had people that were able to jump in and help. So instead of like me hosting the whole three hours, I had three people each do one hour. Um, and I've been working with them. So I feel like that they were okay doing it. It didn't feel like I was like, making someone do it. I like both. I like um, the control and knowing what's going on and not having to tell everybody everything and like share every little detail, but like also like the open mic with her, like sharing it, it works really well for that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a, a big thing. I feel like I'm a little bit similar to where like I have a little bit of a controlling nature um, so it's nice when you have a co-host where you can kind of like trust them to kind of handle things for you. Uh, it's not something us Virgos are used to being able to <laughs> no. do. <laughs> no. Um, that's but cool. it's okay because I'm a Cancer and I understand and I adapt. <laughs> that's, that's also, <laughs> if it weren't for Tom's controlling nature, this show would not exist. So honestly. Again, yeah, as I mentioned uh, before we aired, this is a way for me to uh, force people to be my friend. Uh, so it's that controlling nature. 
at Broad District Comedy About. <laughs> In a good way. Um, maybe. Um, but yeah. Um, and I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but you were also talking about some cool stuff before the show as far as like your background in getting into comedy. And you used a great metaphor as far as like the coal and the pressure um, kind of forming your comedy diamond. Did you want to talk more about that or kind of uh, reiterate some of those things? Yeah, I can talk more about that. Um, before we went live, I was just saying, I was comparing myself to a diamond you know, um, brilliant in every way, from every Aww. angle, um, even up close. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> See, that's, that's the comedy I'm talking about. But, uh, like, how did I get to be where I'm at um, now, as opposed to, like, five years ago, nobody knew a broke or heard a broke or broke wasn't doing anything besides, you know, crying um, really hard. <laughs> a lot of crying, um, a lot of yoga, um, but like a diamond is formed through like a lot of intense pressure, you know, um, just not even knowing what's going on. And like my mom, um, she got sick. I was probably like 20, 21, maybe. And she fell and then she got put on medicine and, you know, the, the opiates and the, the fentanyl, she got put on a lot of those. And so I wasn't doing well. She wasn't doing well. It was just a really, really hard time. Um, I ended up trying to kill myself. Um, thank God, like, thank God, like it didn't work. Like, I'm so thankful, but I had, I had been sad and depressed for so, so long. I didn't have my support that I needed at the time. Um, I felt a lot of, like, I didn't, didn't know that there could be a good future for me. I had no idea, just like not very happy um, but then I'm like, there's gotta be something, there's gotta be something, there's gotta be something. And I just kept, kept getting up every day and like doing yoga every day. I got married, I got divorced, I got scammed. It was just like thing after thing after thing. And I'm like, what, what's, what's, what's important, you know, like what is important. And to me, it was joy and like being in the moment. And I actually started taking improv classes before I started taking anything stand up related and it, and it let me like say say what was in my mind or feel what was in my heart trust what I felt trust what I said you know kind of start to trust some of the people around me and kind of started to make me feel like I could be okay and like something about getting up on that stage I'm like okay like there was a reason I have been dancing for 15 years and cheerleading for seven years like I like performing I like being out here and I have a voice and I have a story to tell and I don't have to hide and um, cry all alone all the time I can let it out and in completely weird silly way <laughs> oh my god that's so beautiful that Thanks. that was that was not what you said before the show but like oh my god I'm tearing up um yeah so it seems like yeah a lot of these kind of hardships and challenges kind of drove you to comedy a bit. I also didn't realize that it was improv first and then stand up. Cause also, and I'll reiterate this for the audience uh, who, who may not know this, although you probably have some fans who might be watching right now. Um, I should really bring up the chat just in case like we ever have a viewer and they like say something in the chat. Like I, it's probably a good idea to like, know that that's happening and be able to respond to them. 
that's hindsight. Anyway, um, but yeah, the that um, you had just kind of started stand up in 2018, and then like just this last year, the it was the Omaha Entertainment Arts Award uh, for Outstanding Comedian that you were nominated for. Um, oh, wow. And and I also kind of want I want to delve more into that uh, what you just said, but I also I I am curious kind of like what it's been like, you know kind of um developing that quickly both like in your skill as a comedian as far as like discovering maybe a bit that you have this talent that a lot of people don't have and then also just like the literal like with the online thing and how popular backline has been gotten uh has gotten largely in part to you and your hosting skills and and like um kind of that visibility that comes with it Tom asked like 12 questions. I asked like 12 questions. <laughs> Is that a lot? Is it a lot to be so successful so quickly? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I blame the pain. Uh -huh. um, like I said, you get lots, lots of pressure. And then when it's time, it's time, I guess. Um, and like, I kind of knew like the improv was good, but I'm like, it's not because you have to try to make sense with other people. And that it was still complicated. Um, and I, I found out I was, it was easier for me to be me than to try to be somebody else. Um, okay. I don't know if that answers one of the questions. <laughs> it does. Um, good. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then like after that workshop, like that, I think the first that I did was eight or 10 minutes and it just felt, felt really good. It felt right. I didn't even like start doing mics. I think I waited a couple months and then I really started hitting the open mics. In Omaha, there was like Tuesday, Wednesday, and I think a Thursday mic, and then Lincoln, which is like an hour away, they had a Monday, and then I think there are some nights when I could do two. Um, I would be doing like one or two a day um, for quite a while. I would go to Des Moines, which is like two hours away every now and then, and do an open mic, um, and then like if I found something funny, I would practice it, try it. Um, and I had a couple shows that I was producing before quarantine started. Um, there was four of us that alternated hosting the online or not the online, but the regular backlight open mic, we would rotate. So I would do like once a month. Um, then when lockdown happened, we took that online, but nobody else really wanted to do it. So I just did it and, um, I enjoyed it. Um, I think that made a big difference. And I, I talked to the people like they were really here, even though I didn't know them. A lot of them have become my friends. And I'm like, we're all these different pots or like we're all these different plants. Right. And like you can either have all these plants like really close to you and you're all like, all right, plants, like, let's do this. <laughs> we got this. We can do it. Like, let's do it together. Or you could have all the plants like far apart, far, far away. You're not paying attention to the plants. You're not even talking to the other plants. And I'm like, well, you know, let's make lemonade here. And we just kept making lemonade. Like there was riots going, you know, protests going yeah. down the street, helicopters outside. And I'm like, okay, like the world is going to need us after this. If this is us doing our calisthenics, our doing our push-ups, putting in some work so that when we are able to get out there, you know, we're ready you know, and 
little by little more and more mics kept happening like you could do three or four a day you know and now you really can like mm-hmm. you can go do a new york mic a chicago mic an la mic do get up really early and do a japan mic and <laughs> really really practice it's yeah. really cool um what else what else did I miss? <laughs> uh, I don't think you did. I can't even remember cool. <laughs> all the questions I asked at this point. It was a lot. Um, but like, no, it's just like kind of uh, interesting to see it. Also, it seems like your journey in stand-up has been like really uh, organic. And I love that like it's kind of in a very like wanting to give back kind of mentality as far as like thinking about how the world is going to need comedy after this because unfortunately if at least uh from where i am a lot of the perspective has been like you know we don't care about the arts and like always trying to just like i don't know get onto netflix and kind of get uh kind of eaten up by them sort of thing um but so it's nice that you you have this still very optimistic perspective when I have become uh, a, a, a misanthrope. Um, but <laughs> but uh, since you talked about this a little bit, I'll also just dive into it. Um, how do you feel like the shift to online comedy formats has uh, influenced the opportunities not just in Omaha, but like kind of across the board? You talk a little bit about like how you can hit up a bunch of different mics in one go so just like pluses and maybe some negatives if you've noticed them too um i think like negatively it divided a lot of scenes a lot of scenes were like i don't want to do it at all and some people really liked it Hmm. um like if you're getting giving lemons you either make lemonade or you throw the lemon lemons out the door like i'm gonna make lemonade but uh um (laughs) make lemon bars (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah or a lemon meringue if you're yeah <laughs> so like I, I think like it's it's created a lot more opportunity and I think a lot of females I think have step, stepped out a lot more of more people that not like the typical straight white male you know there's a lot mm-hmm. more diversity online and so I feel like a lot more people are getting to have a voice and like feel comfortable sharing their voice. And so hopefully over the next five, 10, 15 years, like comedy will just completely change instead of having one voice, we'll have like all of these beautiful voices that that we're able to grow and to develop in, in a safe container, you know, as a virtual world in some virtual rooms, you know, and got out there like TikTok, like kids are at yeah. home watching TikTok. There's some really good comedians that are, putting work into that you know like yeah. I think it, it gives me a lot of hope that that people that wouldn't necessarily try it at all because their scenes are just icky sometimes or it's just like the same people that are running it and aren't making people feel comfortable like now they're getting strong and they're getting some good solid material put together so they can go out there and yeah kill it I think it's good too. I mean, I just know like for some people, physical safety is unfortunately like something they have to worry about when they go to an open mic. Like if I'm in town and I don't know anything and I just pick blindly pick an open mic as a woman, there's like more of a concern for me than if I'm like a big dude going by myself. So I I think in a way, like it's definitely 
level the playing field for women and for other folks who might feel less safe. We actually had this conversation uh, with Erin, who's a very funny trans comedian from LA. Um, and she was saying like, you know, for her, it's nice to know that she can just sign online and no one's going to harass, you know, if, if someone harasses her, she can just turn the computer off, you know? Um, but like going to an open mic is always something where as a woman or as a trans person or what have you, you know, like you're, you're a little worried about being accepted and even being physically safe. Yeah, you're putting yourself at risk. And now like I know women in Chicago and Philadelphia and like San Antonio that I could be like, hey, I'm coming to your city. What should I do? And like, if, if I don't know somebody, I know somebody who does. Like we all got really connected. Yeah. I think that'll help. Do you see yourself like now that, sorry, Tom, I'm like taking over the question. <laughs> Please go for it. That's totally fine. <laughs> Do you fine. see yourself now that you're like kind of connected to all these people, um, you know, all over the country just from, or well, even the world, I guess, technically from doing all of the streaming mics, do you see yourself doing like some traveling and just doing events in other cities now that you know all these people? Yes, 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 yes. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Uh, (laughs) I definitely wanna go everywhere. I've never been to New York. My brother said that I would like it because I could be myself. Um, (laughs) Like you can just be you, Brooke. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah. So yeah, I definitely, I wanna travel. I wanna go everywhere. Um, not necessarily move somewhere yet, but definitely like go everywhere. I've been looking at like RVs, um, travel buses, and like talking to friends, like how do we set up like an East Coast tour, or a West Coast tour? Like I met a really awesome friend in the UK, like she wants to come here first, but then obviously we'll go there too. Just do like a comedy party bus. Yeah, well, eventually, like, one of my top goals is a plane, like, a comedy plane, so you could just hop oh. in the plane and go to New York and go to LA and not have to drive, like, 24 hours or something. If any That's listeners good. have okay. a private jet, we are open <laughs> to that. Um, yeah, I'll uh, charter it, or you can charter it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's organized. I feel like Tom could help organize a comedy jet where... If you're passing over a city and you want to get out and do an open mic, you just put you on just a pair pull of the uh, you pull the <laughs> up and you skydive out. Yeah, when you climb the ladder rope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, see, I have like thirteen to fifteen bags that I travel with, like so I would need all of those to multiple go parachutes. <laughs> we'll rig them all together so you pull one line and then they all go off. Um, <laughs> And then yeah. the, they'll make the figure of a 69. Um, but Yeah, there you go. Perfect. I don't know. That went too far. Um, but, <laughs> well, I mean, and, and that's the thing, too. It's like, I, I, although you joke about that, I got, like, unnecessarily excited, though, also when somebody on uh, Displaced Comedians kind of mentioned the idea of, like, doing a convention once things are open again. Like, I think that's Ooh. a great idea. I'd be happy yeah. to organize that if any of the powers that be are listening. Um, but yeah it's just it's uh for me a lot of what you're saying kind of uh matches some of my experience which is really like kind of building this network and building this community that you know crosses borders whether that be state lines or oceans which i think is really cool yeah Um, 
Yeah, I'm definitely going to go to Hawaii and hang out with my co-host Erica this year. Oh, yeah, that's oh, a yeah. good That's <laughs> That's got to happen. Um, <laughs> are you going to get look streamed? So I get I laid. <laughs> hey <-o. laughs> Sorry, it's Hawaii and all. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> are, you, the flowers. are you gonna try to run into Dog the Bounty Hunter while you're there? Yes. Mm -hmm. I'll hunt down some bodies for Yeah, you. she says that Mark Zuckerberg has like a, a mansion. There's like a wall around it, so we're gonna scale the wall, you know. Oh, oh cool. He would have a mansion in Hawaii. That makes sense. That checks oh, out. At him. <laughs> okay. Um all right, let's see here. Um, okay, so kind of getting into a little bit of uh, the craft of it. Um, you know, for your writing style, a lot of it, again, makes a lot of sense now that I know that you have the improv background. It feels really organic, but how do you approach a new bit and uh, how much of it is like riffing versus having to like sit down and write? Yeah, it's such a, it's such a like, kind of like you said like it's organic and so like I'll get one like I got like a one-liner sometimes and then I won't have the whole bit until like six months later um like it'll get inspired in a different way and then that one-liner will fit and just set it off mm -hmm. um it's like a big puzzle kind of you know and I get like a piece of the puzzle and then I get another piece of the puzzle and I'm like oh these jokes go really well together you know, and I get like another one liner and I'm like, whoa, if I put that with this one, like it just, it's kind of neat how it really starts to build and fit together. Um, yeah. And then like, if this is true, what else is true? Like, I think I apply that principle a lot. Like if this, if the 69 fairy leaves come under my pillow, like what else is true about it? Like, oh, where else might he leave come? Like, <laughs> Where else in your house have you found it? Yeah, no. that's like a question. Yeah. <laughs> <Here's> like <laughs> Which like is like a very, I feel like, um, improv based, like thinking a little bit. I feel like maybe I just think that also because my background is improv, but it like that I feel like was the whole point of yes and is like kind of accept the world of the scene and then like what you said as far as like discovering if that's true then what else is true um yeah. so that's really interesting so what i'm hearing though is that you don't have to like sit down every day at the same time at the same place like some people and like try and bulldoze your way through jokes <laughs> okay. yeah that doesn't that's work fine. for me and that doesn't feel feel okay it feels like a vice on my mind like i'd rather it be like i'm gonna go for a walk <laughs> You know, and as I'm on the walk, like I'll think about my jokes or I'll be, I'll like want to do jokes about something. So I'll write it down. I want to do jokes about cheerleading, let's say. So then I'll do my yoga. I'll go for a walk. I'll take a nap and I'll wake up. I'll be like, oh, oh. And like, if I write the whole thing down, it'll be like, this part's funny. This part's funny. That part's funny. Scrap that. Try it. Um, some of that worked, some of it didn't try it. Some of it will come back because it didn't work the first time and it'll come back again. And then it might be the first thing that you wrote, but it, it's like <laughs> clay, right? Like you just keep molding the clay, smashing it down, molding it back up, smashing it down. And then you're like, okay. Yeah. But then even that, like, you're still going to add to it the next time. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's really interesting to hear, like you talk about your process, because I feel like it's so much more in, intuitive than a lot of people we've talked to. Like, I mean, especially 
other people we've talked to it I'm myself like when I write stand-up it's like a very linear thing where I have to sit down and force myself to pay attention for once in my goddamn life <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's kind of interesting to hear how like your process is a lot more like organic and you're just like not there's not this le level of force a forceness to it which I think is really interesting yeah okay is you talking about moving so I have no idea if this is true, but I had a creative writing teacher once tell me that if you're like walking or riding in a car, that means yeah. the emotional side of your brain doesn't have as much to focus on. So the creative side of your brain takes over a little bit more and it's easier for you to think of ideas if you're like moving. So that makes sense. It, it seems like it makes sense with your process. Yeah, there's different learning styles. Um, I can't, it's not Piaget, but there's like, there's like 12, and maybe it is, but there's like 12 different learning styles. Like some people learn really good if they're moving, like they want to bounce like Akila in the B, she would like jump rope while she did her um, spelling bee stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, it helps my memory too, if I'm doing something like that. Um, but then, yeah, some people are really linear and they have to like write it down and see it, you know, like, um, some people need to like talk about it or um, be out in nature. They might just learn better if they're in nature. Yeah. I talked about it a little bit uh, during my set, actually, I think at, at Contagious last week. Um, I have a little bit where I'm like, my comedy style is I take my bits and I put it in like a linked data board. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and then I like, I'm like, oh, what are the like key phrases and words that keep showing up? Relationships. Who'd have thunk that there's material in that? <laughs> um, uh, which is like, and I, I think that's uh, also another aspect of why comedy is like such a cool platform on which to like build a community is because it really is an art form that you can be good at even though it's like drawing from a whole spectrum of different types of brains yeah that's just a statement <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's like well hosting um like 25 comedians on friday and sometimes 40 on tuesday you see a lot of different yeah. um like comedy comedies <laughs> comedians but like with all different kinds of styles like some and I'm so glad you know like I'm so glad that they're all different and wacky and like some do impressions and some like are really good at the wording and then some people just exaggerate and it's like the wildest thing you've ever experienced <laughs> like wow like <laughs> but then even like the the ones that are really like quiet and that say it really slow and then you're listening it's like it that just will kill me too <laughs> what's like the wildest thing you've seen at one of your mics well this one guy likes to light stuff on fire so that's been pretty wild oh. this one girl <laughs> she was getting really into her bit and it and her shirt got caught <laughs> it got caught on something and it came off <laughs> oh god she was just like whoa Okay, like. <laughs> that's a different kind of show. <laughs> oh my God. A different kind of webcam. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> mm, yeah, like the tips were like ding 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All the sad, lonely dudes who've been sitting at home alone are like, hey, hey, what's up? What's up? Hey, girl. Hey. Brooks, open mic. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's something else I want to ask about, too, because, like, I feel like, and I love the comedians that come to my open mic, I really do, but I'm just, I'm, I'm getting older, and I get tired real easy, and I have no idea, how do you have the endurance to do these mics, too, that are, like, three to four hours? Yeah, um, luckily, well, we don't do any past four. Like, the three hour has been a limit now. Mm -hmm. Like, with Anarchy, I'm like, if it's three hours, we're not going to do a lightning round. Like, three hours, it stops. Like, some a lot recently, I've had to ask for people to help me because I was pushing, pushing too hard. And I have to be like, am I pushing because I need people that, like, why am I doing it? Like, am I doing it because I feel like I'm providing this? But then like other people are providing it too. Um, I got a good chair. Um, I do handstands and headstands <laughs> if I need to. Um, I do a lot of yoga. I take naps, salt baths, nature time. Um, I all sleep. I don't drink alcohol. I actually can't have sugar because I get um, allergic reactions. Oh, so um, sweet enough already. Thank you. Yeah. I love oh brown. <laughs> I, I, I do love the fact that like that naps play such an important role in creative It does. <laughs> <laughs> like my mom's like, you've always liked your naps. <laughs> also, who doesn't like their naps though? I've never woken yeah. up from a nap angry about it you know <laughs> anything i wake up from a nap and i'm like nothing else matters i'm going back to sleep yeah that's the danger for me is my naps just turn into oh this is what i've been missing um, <laughs> and uh then i uh wake up like three weeks later um but okay um onto like more of like a predictive thing um so what do you see as far as like the future of online comedy in general, or maybe like just if you want to be more casual with it, like do you foresee like backline by itself, like staying virtual or is there going to be a point where it's like, no, no, it served its purpose. And like, we're, we're back to the live stuff. That's kind of where we're, um, where we're kind of like that right now, like the regular open mic's going to open up in May. So that'll be Tuesday. And um, I've built such a beautiful community and the people that I hang out with every Tuesday night have become such a strong support system for me. And I think we've all been there for each other that it's not something that I wanna completely like make it go away forever. I don't know how, like if I'm gonna do once a month, if I wanna have um, alternating hosts and do it every week, maybe on a Sunday, um, I don't want it to go away. I feel like that there's a space for it, especially for open mics. Um, in Omaha, I had like an open mic and there might be two or 10 people that show up. But if I can get 40 consistently, you know, it's pretty cool. It's good for me. It's good for them. I don't want it to go away, but I also don't want to be doing everything and wearing myself out. You know, I have to take care of myself, otherwise I'm not beautiful. And that's my best feature. <laughs> I, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, she's got that personality. <laughs> you had me like so in it with you. Like I was all about the serious stuff and I didn't even. Um... Uh, 
That took me for a loop. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> that was great. No, you on our podcast, uh, Brooke is actually very pretty. So, yeah. you know, um, that's the joke. <laughs> which is also why it took me a little bit longer to realize when she started joking. Um, but no, I, I think that that is like an important thing, though, especially for open mics. It's like, I don't want to have to drive like, and I'm just talking about like this area. And I'm like, I'm in Northern Virginia where it's like, we're close to DC. We're close to like some venues that have open mics, even right now, um, even though things have just started to open back up. And it's like, even being that close, just like the parking and congestion is the point where it's like, when we weren't in lockdown, it would take me 45 minutes to go into DC and like find a parking spot. Like the trip in there, finding parking would be like three times longer than my time at the venue, including my spot. <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like don't even have to do that. Yeah. You just hit the zoom. You have your camera off. You're still getting dressed. You know, like <laughs> you make like, sure I'm your right camera's here. off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think too. Like we've heard from from some of our comedy friends in like the Midwest or like mm -hmm. rural Maine or you know, if you live far out, like going to an open mic could be like a three or four hour long commitment. Uh, just with the travel time yeah. um yeah so it like if you're just starting out you know it's so hard to workshop that material if you know like it's gonna take like half a day for me to go workshop it every single time I want to perform so I think like in that way it's made comedy a little bit more accessible I think to people who don't live near cities or maybe don't have a car don't have transportation that kind of deal or um, like here in Baltimore, uh, our comedy scene is pretty, pretty small. So it's pretty much the same group of people at every open mic. So it's, it's kind of like if I go to an open mic, it's going to be me and like three dudes that I've had regrettable tender dates with at least. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever oh, runs it is going <laughs> to. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of, it's, it's, I think leveled the playing field a little bit. Yeah. Nice yeah, I think as long as maybe once a week or so you go to so you can hold the microphone and stand on a stage and because there's a difference between three dimensional, mm -hmm. you know, like when you're in a crowd and you can see the people and they're further away than like just right here, no. you know, yeah. and in real time with no lag. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you could hear if they laugh or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hearing <laughs> laughter is important, I find. Uh <laughs> I can act out my bits a lot bigger, you know, when I have room to wiggle around. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to worry about knocking things over. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely like, I think an advantage for like, you were saying geographic barriers, economic barriers. And... Even and People that are like in wheelchairs yeah. or, you know, that can't necessarily go up all these stairs or go into weird di different venues. Yeah. And and like even just in like uh the example you were talking about Roz, from just like somebody who would have all those advantages just the idea of like i was really excited about doing this open mic all day and i drove three hours and then i bombed and it was for yeah. nothing like i feel like that would turn a lot of people off to uh comedy speaking of knocking things over my cat <laughs> her, will say <laughs> i'll blame my cat who's here uh, for everyone on the podcast uh tom's cat walked across the camera and... yeah don't double check with the video it, it's yeah. uh, uh don't worry about it um 
But yeah. It's so cool that Tom has an invisible cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <It's great. laughs> um, any, anyway, um, so uh, we'll start to wind down, although we, by no means is it like we have to um, end on this question, because uh, especially if you have like a specific writing tip, even though it sounds like just make organic puzzles in the air with your <laughs> um like that's the writing advice take note everybody um so you gotta get you're gonna set up a crystal grid okay you're I'm gonna find prettiest crystals and then you're gonna lay down in this star shape and you're gonna say hello <laughs> i'm ready for jokes universe <laughs> oh my god um like we can definitely still talk about that because that uh that's I want to unpack it, um, but also, um, <laughs> just in case, I want to make sure we fit it in. The question we end every interview with is, um, what's up next for you? And you can talk about either stuff that's immediately on the horizon that you want to plug, or um, you can also get more abstract with it as far as, like, what are your long-term comedy goals? Or are you just happy with it being an outlet? Or is it just, like... It's it's fun. It's just a hobby or whatever. We've heard a whole spectrum of answers. To <laughs> okay. Um. So my long term goals, as far as comedy goes, is like Oprah money. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah, girl. Oprah money. Like, uh, I want to have a school someday, or like, oh. um, I don't know. Like, I want kids to be able to do what they not necessarily what they want in school. But like, let's say the kid loves dinosaurs. Like I want them to study dinosaurs. Like they do math with dinosaurs. They do art with dinosaurs. They do presentations. They do research, like kind of like stuff like that. Also lots of mentorship amongst older kids to the younger kids. I feel like they could just help each other so much instead of keeping them all separated in each grade. Um, oh, for money, how am I going to do that? So the movie Inside Out, when they came out with Joy, I'm like, why is there, that not me? You know, and then like, there's Damn just Amy movies, I'm like, oh, yeah. I should be that character. That should be my voice. Um, but I've just been starting. I just got my feet wet. Like I finally have confidence. So little by little, travel the world. Um, little by little, audition for stuff, um, write books, um, get the comedy playing, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to keep doing some online stuff, but I also want to make sure I'm taking care of me and mm -hmm. my heart and my soul. And it turns out that there is some pain in there. Yeah. Um, You're a comedian. So, yeah. I want to keep, keep nursing that and like taking care of that. So I don't have like a bad, sad ending to all of this, that it's like just more joy and, um, spreading that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's like, the those underlying theme of every interview we do is everyone's like go to therapy <laughs> we've had like five different comedians just explicitly say if you're not in therapy you should be in therapy <laughs> even if they don't ask we're just like you should go to therapy um no well like and that's kind of like um and it really applies to like all the arts, but like we've kind of just accepted um, that like, you know, if you're artistic, like you gotta be a little bit mentally disturbed, a little bit mentally ill and like kind of normalizing like, yeah, you're artistic, therefore you have to also have pain. Um, so 
it's great that you're prioritizing your health because we need to break that. We need to make uh, having a healthy, like, emotional life the kind of default for artists and comedians. Because really, at the end of the day, you do need that because this work specifically, it makes us so vulnerable that if you're not doing okay on the inside, it's going to reflect. Yeah. But also, I love your dreams. I want Oprah money, too, now. Um, <laughs> I wasn't even dreaming that big for myself until you said it, so you inspired me. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Nice. Yeah, without having to join the Illuminati. Like, oh, okay, well, I now you think lost that would be me. fun. It, aren't they, like, yeah. the eye on the dollar bill? Yes. Because yeah. I always yeah. wanted that to be my eye. So uh, that is, like specifically part of the dream for me I well then maybe you'll get richer than i <laughs> why don't you just get a tattoo of the eye and then well i guess that's like you're you can't be like undercover if you're in the illuminati and you have a tattoo of the illuminati because you have it like like here but like in the same color ink as your skin tone there or you go. Like, like in the dark one Ooh. oh the glow in the dark one yeah whatever color my invisible cat is is what the color of the tattoo will be um but yeah awesome but was there anything kind of like coming up as far as like more immediate projects or maybe a mic that you're going to be featured on too because also uh i'm envious of you because you seem to be able to host all these shows and are also able to get around and i feel like i host a lot of shows but i rarely get to go out and get to be the comedian even though i really enjoy that too <laughs> Well, you'll get there. You got your contagious spot, and that's part of your yes. staircase up. <laughs> got the contagious bump. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let me see. Let me check my calendar. Let's oh. see. For everybody on the podcast, Whoa, it's really big. Um, May looks nice. Actually, May's pretty empty. If you want to call me, I could do something in May. Hell yeah. Uh, I uh, host a first Friday of the month at the Dubliner in Omaha, Nebraska. We have an open mic there every Monday. The third Saturday of the month, I have a show, Babes in Joyland, at the back line. That's in Omaha, Nebraska as well. Um, as far as online stuff, we're kind of in the middle of restructuring stuff. So right. there'll be things, they are just not on the radar yet. They'll be, hush, they'll hush. Be this is not an episode for any spoilers or no exclusive spoilers. sneak peeks. <laughs> no exclusives. <laughs> That's um, okay. So if I was if I was interested in following future developments or future shows, what's the best way for people to keep up with what you're doing? I think um, my Instagram is probably the thing I post on most often, and most um, the variety of what's going on. It's at Brooke makes fun. Brooke makes fun. Um, I do the stories a lot. And then the OnlyFans is Brooke Makes Come. Oh. That's, that's a joke. I don't have an OnlyFans. Okay, this isn't it. a joke, but District Comedy does, just because I thought it was so good, I wanted to claim the name before anybody else did. We technically have an OnlyFans that has nothing posted on it called Dick Strict Comedy. <laughs> I've offered to contribute tasteful feet pics to that. I mean, as soon as I get them, I'll upload them. Okay, um, okay, I just fine, gotta, fine. I mean, gotta Dropbox that to me. 
feet can be really really cute like the right feet yeah. with the right toenail polish no. yeah. not these guys let me tell you <laughs> there's some gnarly cousins. it's been a year of lockdown these puppies need to be ground down into shape i'm glad uh, that seems like a natural place for <laughs> uh, so let me just do my outro real quick um but yeah um that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank you, Brooke, for being such a great guest. It was really fun talking to you. Um, we're just going to hang out now and be friends in real life, as is the Yay! trap. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, uh, you can find her on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Venmo again at uh, Brooke with an E. Brooke makes fun. And because uh, I guess I believe there's people who spell their name Brooke without the E. Anyway, that's up for debate. Brooks. Spell your name in the comments. I don't know. Um, anyway, also, thank you, Roz, for being such a great co-host, as always. Anytime. And a big thank you uh, to our audience, uh, if you're out there. Uh, or even if you're watching uh, after uh, we've gone off the air on, in the video on-demand aspect uh, for watching the program. And if you enjoyed the stream, please consider making a donation or following us on social media. You can find the links to that in our episode description. And tune in next week. Uh, we're going to be interviewing another really funny comedian, uh, Emily Page. So you're going to want to 